cult podcast features adult themes and graphic descriptions of violence and is not recommended for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Seriously. If you like our podcast, follow us on Instagram at cult podcast or follow us on Twitter at cult podcast show for show updates. And please rate and review our show on iTunes. If you've been in a cult and you want to tell us about it, email us at cultpodcastshow at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. And most importantly, enjoy the show. Don't drink the Kool-Aid. Thank you for tuning in to Cult Podcast. I'm Paige Wesley. And I'm the still sick Armando Torres. <laughs> and with us we have... Andrea Gazetta. Yay! Yay! And right off the bat, apologies for the tapping in the last episode. That was not Armando's fault. That was full-blown my fault. Uh, I tried to upload the episode from my work computer because it also has GarageBand and forgot to turn off the metronome. So... (laughs) Paige, I think it's time that we come clean. Uh, It was actually a teaser trailer for the Colt Podcast rap mixtape. Oh, yeah. So there should be a tap-free version up now with no metronome. (laughs) If you didn't get a chance to re-download it, please do, because there's now no tapping in it, because the second time I did it, I was not an idiot. So there we go. (laughs) There we go. So any criticisms of it directed at me, not Mondo. Uh, Secondly... Today, I hope you're excited. We're talking about the Church of Satan. Oh, yeah. What? what? I'm so excited. Now, again, like some of the other things that we have covered kind of similar in this vein, like Thelema, OTO, and other kind of just neo-pagan religions, a lot of this is not necessarily a cult in the sense that we would normally think. Uh, This is largely consenting adults uh, willingly involving themselves in this uh, with a few exceptions in this one. There's Anton LaVey has some kids. So you can argue how consensual their participation is. I think they prefer Spawn. Well, <laughs> we'll get to that. One of them is very important. <laughs> I'll tell you what I don't prefer is the movie Spawn. Terrible movie. Yeah, that was not good. They, that could do with a remake. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, as we normally say, you know, like I try to give a, a disclaimer for something that's like, hey, these people aren't keeping people hostage or using child labor that we know of uh so this How are is their jackets though pretty sweet oh, because yeah. we're gonna talk about lucifer rising and that jacket's amazing oh man <laughs> uh, do you have pictures uh i do have a picture of the lucifer yes. rising jacket that okay, i can pull cool, up for cool, you cool. it's it's a jacket that like it had if it did not have the associations it had i would own a replica of the jacket because okay. it looks dope as hell um This is more because this organization comes up again and again in other episodes. We've actually cut sections of other episodes out because we spent too much time talking about the Church of Satan and decided that it needed its own episode. So this is a pretty comprehensive look at the Church of Satan uh, with a lot of help from our research assistant, Ashley Tirada. So thank you, Ashley. Uh, She gave us some amazing info. This is going to be so much fun. So Sources is the official Church of Satan website as well as uh, Beelzebub's Daughter, an article from Vice in 2012. Um, Children of Lucifer, the Origins of Modern Religious Satanism uh, by... Ruben Van Lugic? Lu- sure. We'll go- Luigi? Luigi. Luigi uh, from 2016. And uh, The Invention of Satanism, 
which is a com compilation article, uh, educational article, actually, uh, again from 2016, as well as um, video clips that we're not going to listen to, but we will reference um, from literally every news outlet, CBS, NBC, ABC, etc. So, um, the Church of <laughs> Satan is a religious organization dedicated to quote-unquote Satanism as codified in the Satanic Bible. So this is not to be confused with the Satanic Temple. That's a different organization founded in 2012 by a dude that's like really into black vests. Um, that's black more, vests? Yeah, like every picture I found of that guy, it was just like black shirts rolled up to the like elbows with black vests. And he's just like lecturing people. Oh, so, I thought you said black fest. There's a lot of like, black celebrations with this that are mostly white people wilding out. Um, no, this guy. Wait, the, wait, wait. So white shirt rolled up black vest. No, no, no. Black shirt oh, rolled up I was going to say, that's, that's the Han Solo look, buddy. <laughs> he, he looks like a grown up version of Damien from The Omen. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like lecture. He's like a political lobbyist kind of. And he's just like lecturing people. And I'm like, this doesn't sound fun at all. <laughs> no, thank you. Um, so we're in this episode talking predominantly about what is known as Levian Satanism um, with a slight detour into the Temple of Set towards the end. So uh, Levian Satanism uh, was established in San Francisco in 1966 by Anton Zandor Levay. <laughs> Yes. Is that, did he give himself that middle he name? He did. He oh did indeed. Uh, he also gave his kids weirdest fuck names. We'll get into it also. Um, he served as the church's high priest until his death in 1997. Um, there was an interim priest that we'll get to a little bit later. Uh, and then in 2001, uh, the current high priest, Peter H. Gilmore, was appointed the, to the position of high priest and the church's headquarters were moved to New York City. So when you're appointed the high priest, are you just a regular priest who gets <laughs> real high? No, because they oppose the use of drugs. What? Oh, fucking loser. We'll get to it. Because Satan is really into clean living. Um, <laughs> that was my favorite discovery in reading this. Is they were like, do as you wilt as long as you wilt not do drugs. It was real funny. I was really, really, I, I had a good laugh. There are many points of... They what I would the, call they abject call it God's lettuce. Yeah, they call it God's lettuce. God's lettuce. <laughs> you better not be smoking the God's, God's lettuce. lettuce. That's true. Cause don't people call it devil's lettuce? Yeah, yeah. that's why I was. And so the devil's confused. like, not on me, bro. Not on me. Well, okay. So. That's God's spinach. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna call it God's spinach forever and ever. <laughs> always. The Lord's spinach. Um, so the Church of Satan, and this is probably why they oppose the devil's lettuce, uh, they claim that they do not believe in the devil uh, or any Christian or Islamic version of Satan. Um, I also want to, I, I think it's hilarious that you could be a high priest of the Church of Satan and your name's just like Peter Gilmore. Yeah, <laughs> like, he sounds like he's part of the Gilmore like girls. Like, they really got into, like, the theatricality of it. Like, at least go with, like, Excelsior Mantooth or something crazy. <laughs> uh, no, Peter Gilmore. Uh, so he describes his members as, quote unquote, skeptical atheists uh, that embrace the Hebrew root of the word Satan meaning adversary, which I did actually go research the Hebrew definition. That is actually true. It's used in that form quite a bit in the Bible. <laughs> so oh. I love that they're like, it's not the God of, or it's not the Satan from the Bible. We we are using his name, though. I feel like it's kind of similar to when 
we have organizations that are like, yeah, so um, we're not Christian. Christians are devils, but we're going to quote their Bible. I felt like it was a little of the same thing where it was like, pick one. Either either you don't believe it at all or you kind of do and you're going to use it. So here I do want to read their official statement. By the way, they're celebrating their... Um, oh, he is a looker. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> that's the current guy. I will say that every single high priestess of the Church of Satan has had strong facial hair choices. Yeah. That are upsetting to say the least. The coloration alone, like he's got streaks in it. So it's gray. If a beard could be goobers. It's like a tabby beard. Oh, God. Yeah. If a beard could be goobers where it's like peanut butter, jelly, peanut butter, jelly, peanut butter. It's just like (laughs) gray, brown, gray, brown, gray, brown. Like, I don't know if he... I feel like he's not dying it. I feel like it grows that way, and that's more upsetting. It looks Ladies like he ate in. ass and got skid marks. That's what. Yes. It oh my god! Um, real story. I had when I worked in retail a um, shipment guy who whose beard kind of grew with different colors like that. Just happened to, and he was like, "Hey, do you know how I got these different colors?" I was like, "Are you dying your beard?" And he was like, "Nah." Pussy juice. And I was like, fucking gross, man. It's six in the morning. It's not that (laughs) acidic. I ain't got time for this shit. It shouldn't be that acidic. You should have that checked out. (laughs) So I'm seeing a picture right now where he kind of, you know how handlebar mustaches? Yes. He's got that with his eyebrows. Yes, he has. He is kind of just like, like, oh my gosh. As if he's some sort of crazy devil owl of a person he does look like a warlock for sure like i'm like oh yeah church is Satan. that makes sense to change his name like the dude goes to all the trouble to wax his eyebrows to look like an evil owl and then still just goes by peter (laughs) gilmore hey you see this facial hair it does enough i don't need to change my name no gilmore really really do also peter is a biblical name change your fucking name dude uh any hoodle and my friends call me pete gilly that's what they call him. Gilly Pete. Gilly, Gilly Monster. Pete. Uh, so <laughs> they say uh, their beliefs are, let's see, all gods are externalized forms, magnified projections of the true nature of their creators, personifying aspects of the universe or personal temperaments, which many of their followers find to be troubling. Worshipping any god is thus worshipping by proxy those who invented that god, since the Satanist understands that all gods are fiction, instead of bending in need and worship to or seeking friendship or unity with such mythical mythical entities, he places himself in the center of his own subjective universe and his own highest value. We Satanists are thus our own quote-unquote gods, and as beneficent deities, we can offer love to those who deserve it and deliver our wrath within reasonable limits upon those who seek to cause us or that which we cherish harm. I So by that, I just like to think that because he can, it says that he can give love unto those that deserve it. So I just imagine uh, Gilly Pete being like, Postmates driver, you have <laughs> delivered me my sandwich. <laughs> As a god, I am showing my love unto you, but only a $5 tip. I please, <laughs> please take this love in the form of a five-star review and also me giving away referral credits to my friends. <laughs> Your um, tip is being able to see my eyebrows. They are <laughs> immaculate. <laughs> oh, most people can only see these on an owl and they never live to tell the tale. He looks like the evil owl in Rockadoodle. Oh, my God. Pull up that owl. <laughs> he looks exactly like it. 
Oh my god. Pull up a picture of that owl. I just like totally like this accent to me is just like it's very odd. We're doing two different ones. It's real crazy. Because like I feel like he should be like like he's got like more of a thank you, Postmates driver. I choose to bestow upon you the like just a lot of heavy wind. That is him. Yeah, no, he totally looks like that owl. I realize. Hello, yes. I realize the the accent that I'm doing for him is is a a mashup of a Donald Trump and a Bernie Sanders. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you've got like a. Donald Trump Sanders thing. I've got like an like an a middle aged yet angry Jewish man, which doesn't fit at all. I said that a Donald Trump. Bernie yeah, I guess Sanders. you're right. <laughs> the same. We're we're po- pulling from the same source material with different results. <laughs> uh, anywho, we're not going to talk about Gilly P all that much because he's just the modern one. If you really want to talk about Satanism, you really got to get to Anton Lavey, who developed it. Um, so first. I do want to go through. So the way it's structured today is it's quote unquote, a cabal that is an underground cell system of individuals that share the base of their philosophy. Membership in the church of Satan is available on two levels, a registered membership and b active membership. Registered members are those who choose to affiliate on a formal level by filling out the required information. <laughs> Can you just fill out this comment card, please? Okay, great. Thank you so much. And sending in a one-time registration fee. Active membership is available for those who wish to take a more active role in the organization and is subject to the completion of a more comprehensive application. The organization does not disclose official membership numbers. Here was my frustration. Do as thou wilt, as long as thou wilt fill out this packet of paperwork. (laughs) And give us a one-time membership fee. Do you want to follow our dark lord? Then fill out this magazine subscription. Exactly. That's basically- <laughs> Look, even the Dark Lord needs a treasurer, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's basically, yes, uh, 100%. So, um, we'll get to that in a second. So, uh, Anton LaVey uh, was a quote-unquote gothy weirdo who <laughs> was obsessed with fame. So like most of my friends in high school, pretty much. I like to think of Anton LaVey as kind of a like a wannabe Jack Parsons but where Jack Parsons had cool other shit that he was doing Anton LaVey did not (laughs) like he had all the desire to be like a cool creepy dude um, but none of the rockets or like genius behind it wait is Jack Parsons the name of the skeleton in Night Befo- Nightmare Before that's, Christmas that's, that's Jack, Jack Skellington. Skellington oh that's my bad the most on the nose <laughs> naming of anything ever that'd be like if I named my kids like like junior pages kid like <laughs> I'm sorry. That's all I could think that that was. Is that another cult person? Jack Uh, Parsons was uh, the basically founder of JPL, uh, the laboratories, the space laboratories. Yeah. Now it's the Jet Propulsion Laboratory. Back in the day, it was the Jack Parsons Laboratory. Okay. I'm realizing that you weren't here for the bonus episode, like literally the one that we haven't released yet. Yeah. That talks at length about Jack Parsons because there's a TV show coming out. Oh, Um, yeah. That's my bad. He was... Uh, a high priest of Thelema, which was an offshoot of Aleister Crowley's um, kind of it's Aleister Crowley's religion as developed by way of the OTO, the Ordo Templo Orientis. Okay. A lot of fucking. A lot of cum drinking. 
come drinking, okay. fucking, spinning, pointing swords at things. Um, Saul sounds like a great evening. It's a lot of nerd shit. This is a lot of nerd shit, too. This like, is one of the things that you learn through stuff like this is, uh, you know who be fucking nerds? nerds. Like a lot. We and and in weird pyramid hats while they like scream <laughs> with swords and shit. Nerds love swords and daggers real into it. I don't get it. I don't get it either. Uh, Anton LaVey's daughter Zena said uh, her father was experimenting with various gimmicks. Uh, he would hold Friday night lectures that he referred to as the magic circle. We'll get to that in a sec. The magic circle is what eventually became the Church of Satan. Um, he would hold burlesque shows with strippers dressed up as witches and vampires. This is in their house, by the way, with children. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, but nothing that was necessarily, quote unquote, satanic. He had a pet lion that he would take around with him on the streets of San Francisco before having pets like that was outlawed. Um, he basically terrorized his San Francisco neighborhood with his presence. Or, counterpoint... Biggest baller on the streets. I mean, here's here's the thing. Whimsy. This is essentially the story of a nerd who built the ultimate fuck palace. Yeah, this is just like for every, for literally for everything, he's like two shades off from being Mike Tyson. All right, I was gonna say that's not like that's not that's not too far off. You don't you know that Mike Tyson's had strippers in his house. Mike Tyson 100%. has a tiger. Mike Tyson does have a tiger. So he's a Mike Tyson that can't fight. Well, Mike Tyson came later. So this this guy essentially wanted to be an Aleister Crowley or a Jack Parsons just 10 years later. Yeah. Um, and remember that this is happening in the 60s. So there's a lot of shit going down in the 60s. Um, Jack Parsons had only been about 10 years and some change before because he passed away in the early 50s. In an explosion. But was it his fault? Who knows? Or was it the CIA? And did they find a black box with videotapes of him boning his mom and the family dog? What? That's Watch a rumor. Jack we don't know Parsons for sure. on whatever channel it's on. It's called Strange Angel on CBS, and I'm pretty sure they're not going to have that black Strangel. box part in there. Strange <laughs> Um He wanted to be Strangel 10 years later. <laughs> um, he... Uh, he he want he was he had an interest of all things kind of weird and creepy and wanted to be famous. Like his main drive was being famous. Um so he bought a oh it is north as well, I guess. Um he bought a house in the Richmond neighborhood of San Francisco. Um there's actually in the Bay Area a city called Richmond, which is kind of like north and east of San Francisco, but then in San Francisco itself there's a neighborhood called Richmond. Um, so he bought a house in the Richmond neighborhood and he painted it black, all black, all black, everything. The cooling cost alone. He's an idiot. So while he was like, <laughs> well, it doesn't get very hot there. <laughs> while he was like doing a walkthrough of the house, he's like, mm, mm, this is not. But see, I see your red door and I want it it was a Rolling Stones reference. How'd you miss it? Um, and I, I paint it black. Yeah, that's the song. The song is called "Paint It Black." I see your red, red door, and I want to paint it black. I'm so sorry. You fucking nerd. Go have sex, you nerd. When did that song came out? Someday I'll have sex. Oh shit! Maybe it is about. That's what I'm like. I didn't even think about that until now. Uh, Rolling Stones Paint It Black 1966 the same year that the Church of Satan was founded. Did it come out in June? Um, It came out it doesn't say. Because then it'd be 
the sixth month of 66. We're going to get to that where they didn't even found the Church of Satan in June. They found it a month before. Oh, fuckers. Idiots. They really missed a great opportunity. Uh, let's see. Hold on. I'm just going to do a quick. So it was actually released. Paint It Black was released six days after the Church of Satan was founded. Coincidence. The same year, meant to be meant to describe bleakness and depression based on color-based metaphors. So, technically, no, it's not based on this. Just timing-wise, crazy, right? Or is it? So. Uh, he painted the whole house black. He used to walk his lion around the community. He used to have strippers at his house. He would have meetings discussing the following. He would have... Let's see. Hold on. I have a list. Okay. I'll get to it. Um, it wasn't until a local publicist wrote a story about him in the newspaper that referred to him as, quote unquote, the first priest of Satan, that he got the idea that he could start his own religion. Um, so this is... Kind of in my notes, I have it titled Anton LaVey, quote, L. Ron Hubbard Light. Very similar. (laughs) Very similar. Because this is a guy that was kind of obsessed and interested with all things magical and weird. And then someone was like, hey, you know, you should start a religion about that. And he was like, you're right, I should. And then does. (laughs) Very similar. And also right around the same time, uh, L. Ron Hubbard had kind of just started Scientology kind of recently, a little bit before this, but not too far before this. Um, So apparently, according to his daughter, um, his wife, her mother, was mortified because she just wanted to be like the Adams family, but it all took off so quickly and then it got very out of control. So she was like, I was down with the black house and the weird lion pet and all the weird shit, but I didn't want it to be like a big thing. And it became a big thing. She wanted it to be like the ad. They have a severed hand for a butler. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, so he referred to all of his friends that he would invite to these meetings as the magic circle. He took an interest in occultism and amassed a large collection of books on the subject. Um, at some point between like in the late fifties, early sixties, he started hosting classes at his house every Friday with lectures on occultism, as well as freak shows, freaks, extrasensory perception, spiritualism, uh, like old timey spiritualism, like seances and shit. Uh, cannibalism and what? historical methods of torture. Okay. Mm-hmm. Guys, you want to come to my sweet class? I'm teaching it in my <laughs> house. My you can pet my lions. We're It'll talking about really cannibalism. Sweet. Yeah, it's going to be awesome, guys. I also have so many strippers. It's crazy. I do, and I realize <laughs> that we have a, lazy eye, but. <laughs> a lot about uh, Gilly P's hairstyle choices, and we haven't even touched on Anton LaVey's if you've never seen a picture of Anton LaVey, uh, he is Please, bald yes. with the scariest mustache and eyebrows you've ever oh seen. Oh my God. He, he looks, looks like every villain. Yes. He looks like a Bond villain. Every wizard villain. Yes. Every villain in a bad Hollywood produced Kung Fu movie where they're like trying to make a white person look Asian. Yes. Yeah. Oh, and he has one earring and he's got bat ears. What is this? Yeah. He does look like if Bat Boy grew up and grew a goatee to look cool. He looks like uh, he looks like Patrick Stewart. Uh, like evil Patrick Stewart. Yeah, he looks Pirate like Patrick, Patrick, Stewart. Patrick Stewart from the worst timeline. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um. So 
he forced... He looks like uh, Walter Black on the inside. Mm. Instead Ay. of Walter White, you get it? Oh, okay. So... <laughs> In the early 1960s, he formed a group called the Order of the Trapezoid, which, again, only a fucking nerd knows the word trapezoid. Guys, it's the Order of the Trapezoid. It's, like, a really important shape to me because they're, like, four corners, but they're not the same. So this is... Okay. This is something that we... The other day, my roommates and I watched that movie Gremlins. Okay. Uh, and I don't know if you remember Gremlins, <laughs> But they, one of the big things is that his father is an inventor. And one of the things that he did, like, his main thing, his inventions were just things that already existed put on top of, like, a trapezoid. <laughs> and because that's what made it look futuristic. You know what I mean? So I think that that's... Back in the day, I think People trapezoid, were just obsessed with trapezoids? Yeah, they were just like, oh, if, it's, if, it, if it has to do with trapezoids, it's the future. I mean, kind of. This is the 60s, so this is mod yeah. era. Atomic, the end of the atomic era, beginning of mod and hippie era. It's a real trap house, am I right? Okay. Oh, hey, boy. Okay, I'm done. Oh, this would be the Bye, worst guys. trap music ever. It would just be like, <laughs> he the machirian, and it would just be like real terrible. Um, So in the early 1960s, he formed a group called the Order of the Trapezoid, uh, which later became the governing body of the Church of Satan. The group included... Uh, a woman named the Baroness, which is uh, Corinne DePlesson, Dr. Cecil Nixon, Kenneth Anger, filmmaker Kenneth Anger, who mm. made the movie Lucifer Rising. He also made multiple other films, um, largely influenced by the Church of Satan, and Anton LaVey actually stars in some of them. Also starring in a couple of his films, Marjorie Cameron, who if you followed our our episode on Jack Parsons, you'll know that she was his wife. And the elemental woman that he thought he could, like, you know, fuck into making the Antichrist. (laughs) Didn't he think that he, like, brought her into this world with his mind? He thought that he brought her to the house, the Agape house, with intention. Yeah. Where he and L. Ron Hubbard uh, completed a magical ritual, which involved a lot of jerking off. And then she just appeared at the house one day saying that she'd been basically called there. Um, and then he and her continued to fuck to try to create the Antichrist. Um, and I don't know that they were ever formally married. Yeah. But they, yeah, they did. They were a th- an item, if you want to. And she, then eventually. They she were ticking down on the regular. She left him for L. Ron Hubs. No, different. That's Sarah Northrup. Oh, yeah. Whoops. Di- would, different lady. I would love to hear his seminar on how to get women. Just like, so you. Here's what you want to do. You want to jerk off and it will summon a woman. <laughs> Here's the thing. What you want to do is you want to stand in the corner and you're going to jerk yourself and go, man, I wish I had a lady. <laughs> so here's the thing about Jack Parsons. And you and Marie disagreed with me when I brought this up. Jack Parsons was good looking. Oh, okay. Back All right. Day. All right. Here I'm we go it again. I'm bringing up on this side. Jack I got it right Parsons, here. Am I right? Okay. They, so good looking that the guy playing him for the TV show actually looks like him. And is a, like, actually good-looking dude. He's like a sexy villain. He looks like me if I got my life together. <laughs> no, you're cuter than that. Aww. Let me see if I can find a picture of the guy playing him for the TV show. You have show. a good smile. You don't look like you just ate clam dip. Like, <laughs> what is that face? All right, let's see. I'm going to cut this part out so of the So that's the guy that's playing him on TV. Wait, say that again. I said that's the guy that's playing him on TV. This is him in, in for, like, the TV show. Like... 
I mean, he's a sexy villain. He's a sexy villain. Yeah. He's got like a sexy villain vibe. So I feel, and he was a genius rocket engineer. He had buttloads of money. Like that dude did not need help getting ladies. L. Ron Hubbard, however, is a weird ginger turnip of a man. And I have no (laughs) idea how anyone has ever fucked him, but many people have. He looks like he... Uh, He's also Elrond, constantly shouting. Yeah. Uh, Elrond <laughs> Hubbard looks like he uh, he snorts just in regular day- life. You know? <laughs> just all the time. He's got creepy horse teeth. Yeah. Wait, can I see? Bunch I, of fake men. You don't know what yeah. Elrond Hubbard looks like? No, I have like. no idea what Elrond Hubbard looks like. But the way you're describing him, I'm like, oh, this is the best first date. Like, tell, me, tell me this guy doesn't just go... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just in everyday life. Here we go. Here we go. He's got some creepy eyebrows. Look at oh, this creepy yeah, horse teeth. Jesus. Some weird, the weirdest, like, shave your head at that point, dude. Like, what, his hairline is so upsetting and, and confusing. he has kind of small hands. Like, they're kind of weirdly tiny. Oh, how dare you say that? I'm sure he would tone four to you for that. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's towards the end of it's his It's not life. a hot look. None no. of it's a hot look. No. He used to avoid paying for soup by watering down ketchup and eating that instead. That's a crazy side story. It's not important creepy yeah okay sorry it's also delicious no no it's there's no way that's delicious no it's probably not it's making my stomach hurt just thinking about it also uh two things really quick um we had we had mentioned slightly earlier that they named their house the agape house uh and this is something persons did yeah this is something that i keep uh, that that I brought up to my roommates earlier in the week is that there was this trend of like naming your house and yeah. people don't do that anymore. We I did named, it in college. Yeah, we we did it too. This house is known as Dick City. That's that's our. <laughs> <laughs> and we've actually, for the purposes of being able to say it out in public, we've turned it into Dick City. So it's D I X I T Y Dick City, and that's the name of our home. Um, in college, ours was the Mondo Condo. Hey! But Mondo M- means M- large. Yeah, it was M-O-N-D-O. Mondo it's just, Condo. Yeah, it's just like whenever, uh, in anytime anyone watches Good Burger, and then they're like, the enemy is called Mondo Burger, people were like, hey, that's you! And I'm just like, no, it just means fat, and my life is a coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's like, um, there's a lot of comedians name their houses, because there's Babe Island. Yeah. And then, um, Who's what's the one in San Francisco? There's, um, oh, that's going to bug me. There's another one in San Francisco. Sylvan, the Sylvan house in San Francisco. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, it, it's just something that everyone should do. Name your homes. Yeah. yeah. Name your cars too. My um, car's name is Sylvia. It makes it so much better. Um, uh, my Mine's car's name bad. is Mr. Gray. <laughs> Cause I bought it the same year that first. Fifty Shades movie came out, and I, uh, thought, yes. I thought it would be funny. It's funny though. Hey there, Mister Gray. Gray. Uh, my last car's name was Smurfette because it was the same car, but it was bright blue. That's yeah. cute. Um, what's your car's name, Andrea? It's Junebug. Oh, because she's reliable and cute. I don't know. She got me through the mountains. We have a special relationship. There you go. There you go. Yeah, this car has gotten me through several years of just driving and also living. <laughs> there you go. I um, moved into my apartment and then immediately went on a trip. So I had people house sitting like literally the day after I moved in. And so they named my apartment on Instagram. So if I try to like check in, it's like P-Dub's Sex Palace. What? But I didn't name it that. And I was living alone at the time with my cat. And I was like, I think you're just going to confuse people. That's really funny. (laughs) 
So um, they were very attached to their crazy black house in San Francisco. And they did name it. I need to find what they named that house. So 1966 marked year one of, quote unquote, the new satanic era, according to Anton LaVey, uh, which is why they decided to found the Church of Satan on April 30th, 1966, also known as Walpurgis Day. And they actually celebrate it as a holiday. Uh, Walpurgis Day is actually an old Catholic holiday or Walpurgis Night. Uh, It's an abbreviation of St. Walpurgis Night from the German Sankt Walpurgisnacht. Uh, also known as St. Walpurga's Eve. It is the eve of the Christian feast day of St. Walpurga, an 8th century abbess in Francia, and is celebrated on the night of April 30th and the day of May 1st. This feast commemorates the canonization of St. Walpurga and the mo- and the movement of her relics to... I'm not going to try and pronounce that. Both of which occurred on the 1st of May in 870. Not even 1870. 870. So St. Walpurgis is finally canon now? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Which Marvel movie is he going to be in? <laughs> <laughs> um, so St. Walpurga was hailed by the Christians of Germany for battling pests, rabies, and whooping cough, as well as battling against witchcraft. So all I could think is like, so Why? you picked, you're founding your satanic church on a day like celebrated for fighting witchcraft. <laughs> like I can't decide if you're a contrarian or just dumb. It's just weird. So... Yeah, so I, I like to when they say that when they say like fighting, I just like to imagine they found people with those diseases and was like, "Come on, I'm gonna fuck you and just beat them up." I'm gonna punch the rabies out you. So I beat up whooping cough. No, you beat up Chris. <laughs> <laughs> well, think about it this way: they're only a month away. They could have started it on June sixth, yeah, nineteen sixty six. Like. No, chose no, not to. Any other day, because otherwise, if you start on June 6th, then it's 666. Six, 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 and then it's just like, oh, okay. Isn't that more evil? I don't even know. The more sixes you get? Yes, somebody the should more tell Drake. sixes you can collect, <laughs> the evil it is. But part of me is just like, you're not planning ahead, bro. Like, that's what tells me that this is kind of a ramshackle operation. Wait, you're telling me the dude who has a pet line isn't planning <laughs> isn't ahead? Isn't planning ahead? <laughs> that painted his house that black? painted his house black? Without central air is just not thinking ahead. He's just sitting in there with just a super hot, frustrated lion. <laughs> I'm from Africa, dog, and it's hot in here. <laughs> <laughs> Can you shave me or something? Uh, this is the saddest lie. <laughs> He's just got his mane shaved, and this is just like, a sadness. Like his little they just paint him black. Yeah. <laughs> Poor black lion. He so died. Why didn't you? Jaguar. Why didn't you just buy a jaguar, yeah. Anton Levay? Okay. Anyway, so cooler even. <laughs> they make black lions. Uh, I mean, not make. I guess birth. That's a thing. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> so it's hey, the- look, I made this baby. <laughs> Let me get my art supplies out. Okay. Uh, So it's considered the first organized, quote unquote, above ground church in modern times to be devoted to the figure of Satan. Here's the thing. As far as being named after Satan, yes. As far as the belief system, hell no. This is an old ass recycled OTO belief system with Satan slapped as a sticker on it. It's like as we get into their tenets, it's very much stolen from Crowleyism. Like, hardcore. 
Um, the church experienced a quote-unquote golden age from 1966 to 1972 when it had a strong media presence. In February 1967, Anton LaVey held a much-publicized satanic wedding, which was followed by the satanic baptism of his daughter Zena in May. Side note, she looks in these photos of the satanic baptism a lot like Taylor Swift. She <laughs> doesn't look Zena? like that now, but like then hardcore swift vibes um and then they held a satanic funeral in december which what is that even like where it's like be happy you're gonna go meet him like i don't know anyway another publicity attracting event was the topless witch review a nightclub show held on san francisco's north beach the use of topless women to attract attention alienated a number of the church's early members because they were like this was about science there were a lot of, like, scientific authors in the church. Look, what's more scientific than some free boobs? You know what I'm saying? I mean, like, a whole... There's a literal, like, how many? Let's see. Uh, science fiction horror writers Anthony Boucher, August Dereth, Robert Barber Johnson, Reginald Bretner, Emil Pataha, Stuart Palmer, Clark Ashton Smith, Forrest J. Ackerman, and Fritz Lieber Jr. Like... It was mostly science fiction authors at this point. Um, so I think they were just like, you're devaluing it. Um, but it did attract a number of celebrities to join the church, most notably for a brief amount of time, Sammy Davis Jr. And then okay. Jane. What the fuck? <laughs> and then Jane Mansfield. What? Why? Mariska Hargitay's mom. Um, yeah. Jane Mansfield, probably most notably. They just released a doc, a sort of documentary. It's not crazy accurate about her time with Anton LaVey, where they were allegedly lovers, um, even though LaVey was still, I think, married and had kids. Um, but they were lovers. And there's a documentary about it where it's called Jane Mansfield 66 slash 67. So she was like ground floor. Church of Satan. She got in in the beginning. Can you imagine fucking evil Mr. Clean, though? Like, why? (laughs) (laughs) Also, uh, just as a quick aside, I so when you said that thing about Xena, I looked her up just Mm -hmm. to see. There is communities on the internet that are dedicated to the theory that Taylor Swift is a clone of Of the Satanist author Xena. Yes. (laughs) Oh, God. That it's that close of a resemblance. Yeah. There's a bunch of memes. Yeah. It's pretty great. So. I also like that one of the pictures is Xena on TV. And, like, you know how at the bottom they go, like, author or, like, scientist or, like, whatever. Hers just says Satanist. And yeah. I, <laughs> that's pretty cool. And she is an author. She's wrote, written many books. So is her father. But all they ever get is just Satanist. Yeah. Because <laughs> people are just like, we don't care about your books. <laughs> Uh, so Anton LaVey also established branches of the church known as grottos, a la Playboy Mansion, yeah. in various parts of the United States. These included the Babylon Grotto in Detroit, uh, the Stygian Grotto in Dayton, Ohio, what? and the Lilith Grotto in New York City. Lilith is kind of an interesting name as well. Um, Lilith is kind of an interesting figure. This is, again, something pulled from sort of biblical. The, Lilith is part of what a lot of Christians would refer to as the Apocrypha, um, additional books where she is supposedly Adam's wife before Eve. There's a lot of debate about it. A lot of people don't believe it in mainstream Christianity. A lot of people in like 
neo-paganism do believe it it's kind of a weird was she also made from a rib like is god just taking no ribs no out? she was deal? made i believe from dirt like adam oh um, i thought you're gonna say made from a brisket uh, so the Church of Satan was subject uh, the subject of a number of books, magazines, and newspaper articles during the 1960s and 70s. Uh, it was also the subject of a documentary in 1970 called Satanus. Um, and LaVey appeared, as we mentioned before, in Kenneth Anger's film Invocation of My Demon Brother and acted as the technical advisor on The Devil's Reign, which also starred Ernest Borgnine and William Shatner and introduced John Travolta. Oh, wow. What? Yeah. This, this is not low-key shit. These are famous-ass people. Yeah, I can't believe John Travolta can't do anything without a crazy cult behind him. <laughs> <laughs> Accurate. Accurate. This was like his first Battlefield Earth. <laughs> <laughs> um, LaVey's Church. Uh, this was kind of a point in American history where Christianity was on a decline. Um, this is right as the hippie movement is rising this is the time when a lot of cults gain power this is jonestown is starting at this point uh manson is about to be in full ass swing yeah. uh scientology is starting synanon is already a thing like uh, like i would say nearly half the cults we cover get their start at this time i so last episode uh with the russian orthodox church we talked about the entire history that led up to the point where that was like a perfect time yeah so this is another situation where i i'd i'll do more research and get into it on a future episode but there was like a lot of stuff leading up to why this happened there are little pockets of time where stuff is like perfect like it's it's either i would say right now is a good time for yeah. cults too and that's why we see a lot of shit yeah. happening now wow. there there are things that that sort of just um is it economic and social things yes kind yeah of oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like, times just of economic and social unrest are ripe for cults there's because also people are looking for answers yes. yeah there's also mm-hmm. a lot of like especially now there's distrust in established organizations of religion right, right. and government and stuff like which, that. which understandably so i mean if you are someone like i find myself this way sometimes where it's like i do not agree with our president i think he's a horrible horrible person can't believe we elected him and yet there are so many people in the religion i grew up with in that believe wildly the opposite and so i think a lot of people find themselves at a crossroads of like i thought my religion meant this to me and i thought that we were all following this but apparently everyone else is doing that and what do i do right you know and it's you a really, crisis of faith it is a crisis of faith you have to get to a point where you're like i don't believe that the god that i believe in would be okay with that. Yeah. And so I'm going to choose to not be okay with that. And you kind of have to be willing to separate yourself from a group, which is hard to do. And for a lot of people, it's in separating from one group, it's easier to find another group than necessarily to stand in opposition to a group that you once became a part of. Also, um, using sort of an example of, of us as Americans. Uh, so, we we just came off of about eight years of having our first black president mm-hmm. who was very liberal and arguably did Moderately a lot of... Moderately liberal. Yeah. Well, he did a lot of things that um, conservative people did not agree with. Agreed. Yeah. So, and that, so in doing that and in, 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 in the growing distrust of our government, like our established government... Uh, with everything that happened, it led to the perfect brewing 
for the rise of the alt-right and the or the rise of a need for somebody for these people a need for somebody like Donald Trump to come like it was the he tried he's tried to run for president before it didn't work but right now it was like the most fertile ground for that to happen it was also a fertile ground for the polar opposite uh the Jesus to Donald's antichrist Bernie Sanders but they didn't the DNC didn't want that to happen they put somebody else who literally is the opposite like they set him up with the worst person to go against because Donald's whole thing is we got to drain the swamp. Everybody in government is related to everybody else in government, and this is why the country is being ruined. And then even though a, he is part of the swamp, oh, of course, but so is she, and that but, gave him a counterpoint. Yeah, that is his. That was his narrative. His narrative is: Look, I'm I'm not a fancy big city politician, even though he a hundred percent is a fancy big city criminal. Yeah, exactly. Go ahead. So just, I mean, that's what he was saying. He was saying, like, we need to get rid of these people that have been like this. And instead of putting him up against Bernie Sanders... Who's who the was, complete opposite. Who is, yeah, who is definitely, and would have been great, they put him up against well, a former president. I have some questions about his economic plans, personally. But in some ways, I feel like she would have been a great candidate any year but this year. Or that election year, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, she was wildly qualified but maybe the wrong opponent for what she was up against. Yeah, it just... All of this pointless political jargon and talk to say that uh, with every big thing that happens or any, like, cult movement or anything, there is usually the soil of disrest, upset, uh, divide, stuff like that. It's just that it grows and festers in this kind of environment. I mean, look at how many cults were around right at the same time as Watergate. Yeah. So specifically in this time in the 70s, I mean, there was like the hippie movement happening. There was, had Donald, or Donald Nixon, had, had uh, Richard Nixon been expelled from office? Not yet. Not until okay. the early 70s. But Kennedy had already died. Okay. Linda B. Johnson was in office. Vietnam is going on. You also have, I mean, the the Vietnam is going on too. The Vietnam War was caused a huge upset with between us and the government. There's like protests and stuff going on all the time, and also uh, hippie movement really. And the Cold War, like the Cold War is already happening too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the hippie movement causes a lot of problems too because you have a bunch of people who are trying to get away from religion but still into spiritualism. Yes. So you have them searching out new forms of which is very similar now. Think of how many of our friends have crystals for no good reason. Exactly. Everyone with a crystal, you're in a cult. No, that's not true. You are. It is true. Every one of you. (laughs) Hey, and I am your your star sign. I'm a Scorpio. I'm a Capricorn. Okay. I think. Does is does this make sense with your white girl magic? Is that Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's why we like jive so well. Because like I'm a Leo, so it's like we're all okay. like whatever. Okay. So actually sure. we shouldn't. Okay. I, don't I have know. That, yeah, I was like, we shouldn't be friends. <laughs> I have that joke of uh uh I went to when I was in college I messed up and I got uh, the wrong textbook because I meant to get a textbook in astronomy. But I got one in astrology. Oh, no. And astronomy is the study of stars, but astrology is the study of why Capricorns fucking suck. (laughs) Because apparently everyone hates Capricorns. Everybody hates Scorpios. Is that what it is? Yeah, Scorpios are a big one. Nobody likes us. I thought everybody We also don't like anybody. That's fair. I also don't attribute anything in my uh, personality to the stars. 
Yeah, I just know we have there's a, a great podcast if you're into astrology called What's Your Sign with Lisa Sh- Lisa Shanu yeah. and Julia um, Loken. Julia Loken. Yeah, there's another one. There's three of them. I know. I was trying I to think of the remember. third one, and I was like, nah, and I don't remember. What's your sign, Julia Loken? Let's find Lisa out. Lisa Shanu and yeah. I haven't listened to it yet. Is it good? Yeah, it's okay. pretty good. And I'm not a huge astrology person, but I do just like hearing them talk about stuff. And they'll refer to stuff they're like in the seventh house. And I'm like, what the hell is this? Who spends this much time? Yeah. And my my best friend in college was so into astrology, like super like a lot. So she like did my star chart. And I'm like, okay, that's fun. Like, it's fun. I'm into it. You're like, this cool. is fun and has no bearing on my life. Yeah. It helps me remember people's birthdays, though. That's why. That I is pretty oh, good. Oh, there you go. I also... Uh, I used to date this girl that was really into that stuff, like reading tarot cards and, and like the signs and stuff. And one time we got in this argument because she was like, she was like reading these things about my person. Stevie Anderson. I'm sorry. No, Lisa Chenew, Stevie Anderson, and Julia Logan. And yeah. that is uh, What's Your Sign podcast. And it's very good. Go yeah, and listen fun. to them. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, I dated this girl who's really into astrology and she was like, she was like getting my signs and like putting and she was like okay so what like time were you born and like all that so that she mm-hmm. could get the and then she was like oh that's why you're like this and I was like that's, I'm not like that though. that's not <laughs> she was like this is why you're usually very like shy and reserved you're what like, <laughs> like, dog nah no, that's not, that makes no not sense not even though she's like yeah I can tell you're a very like organized person who's like very meticulous with like timing and I was like I'm 10 minutes late to everything dog according to my like star chart sign I'm super outgoing and need to be the center of attention at all times which is not no me at all exactly so like I told I was like the worst part of this whole thing the reason we got into an argument is I finally was like this is wrong this is stupid I get that it's like fun to talk about but sure. you're putting too much bearing on this for, right. for it to be any fun and uh, and she was like so what, you don't believe it and I was like of course I don't believe it it says that you're looking at the fucking stars it means nothing and then she went such a Capricorn <laughs> <laughs> It's fucking uh, I hate it. I hate oh. it so much. Well, anyway, back to the... Yeah, back to not alienating like 75% right. of our <laughs> listeners. I'm so sorry. Back to the Church of Satan in a very tumultuous time in American history. Uh, so the time that they were operating was dominated by counterculture, very popular in the 1960s. Uh, it reflected a lot of these concerns, free love, alternative religions, freedom from church and state. Um, but it ran contrary to some of the counterculture's main themes, such as peace and love and compassion, the use of mind-altering drugs. They expressed condemnation of the hippies. In one ritual, Anton LaVey actually hung an image of Timothy Leary upside down while stamping on a tablet of LSD. So they were kind Why? of anti-drug. They didn't but even why? have to spend that money on LSD. They could have just put blotter sheets down and right. been like, ah, this is drugs. That's the point. Uh, they established the nine satanic statements. I'll read them for you now. Uh, that Satan represents indulgence instead of abstinence. Uh, also represents vital existence instead of spiritual pipe dreams. Undefined wisdom instead of hypocritical self-deceit. Kindness to those who deserve it instead of love wasted on ingrates. Wow. Someone got burned. (laughs) Vengeance instead of turning the other cheek. Responsibility to the responsible instead of concern for psychic vampires. 
Uh, Satan represents man just as another animal who, because of his divine and spiritual intellectual development, has become the most vicious animal of all and represents all the quote-unquote so-called sins as they lead to physical, mental, or emotional gratification. And it also says, has been the best friend the church has ever had as he has kept it in business all these years. All right. So it's rough. We're reaching the point in the podcast where I see their side. I kind of want to join. See, I don't because, but they have a lot of contradictory shit in this. It doesn't really make sense. Yeah, human nature is contradictory. Yeah, but they're saying indulge in everything, but then they're like, "Fuck!" But not LSD though. Here's my thing: never say indulge in everything because some people are fucking murderers. Oh yeah, and murderers just or or rapists or whatever, and that goes. It's horrible. I also really disagree uh, with the kindness to those to who, des- who deserve it and love wasted on ingrates. Because all of us at certain points in our lives have not been worthy of love we because suck. we've been dicks. Everyone sucks. Everyone is anyway. a dick some of the time. So you kind of have to love people in spite of it. If you can't love people when they are kind of being dicks sometimes, you'll never have a fulfilling relationship because people are imperfect. If you can't stand me at my worst, you don't deserve me at my best. I mean, that's not what I mean because those people are usually crazy and just the worst all the time. (laughs) And there is something to be said for severing relationships that are unhealthy. I'm not saying prolong unhealthy relationships. I'm saying give people leeway because no one is perfect. I just all right. So a couple of the things that I that I thought of while you were talking about the the pillars. It's called mm. the pillars, right? Uh, satanic statements. Satanic statements. There we go. Um, was the first one was it, it practice indulgence, not abstinence. And so you said uh, that's a bad idea too, though. Think it about is. it. Oh, it definitely <laughs> is. But you said practice indulgence, and my brain went ooh, chocolate. Like, it, like, <laughs> Like indulge, and but then you said abstinence, abstinence, and, and I you was thought about like, not fucking. I thought, yeah, well, no, I thought because then it was like my brain went to like fucking, but with like chocolate, and I was like, oh no, that's sticky, that's too, st- I don't like it. Yeah, you shouldn't have sex with chocolate. It's sugary. If it gets in your business, it can cause yeast infection. I yeah. love how Mondo's brain is just like a girl on her period, like oh chocolate, I will indulge. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also I don't really like. Are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> what? You were talking about being on your period. Not your period, but like somebody being on their period. And then in my brain, the song said, I see your red door. <laughs> I don't know. It was just like a oh musical cue God. that my brain popped One up. Oh my God. Um, I, I also don't like the idea that it's responsibility only to the responsible instead of concern for psychic vampires. I feel like that falls into the same boat of only be responsible for those who can be responsible. That means mercy for no one. And there have, we, everyone has had a point where they've been irresponsible or unable to take care of themselves and needed help. Well, real. here might be sort of a, a controversial or uh, we might be entering into the speculation zone is what I'm about yeah. to say is I think that the satanic statements are sort of a weird maybe even maybe even satire of the polar opposites the the, uh, the good absolutes that religion gives us you know like the ten commandments 
are absolutes. Don't murder. Don't cover thy neighbor. Right. Uh, all that kind of and stuff. And I would say pretty solid absolutes for maintaining yeah. a, a fairly organized society. And this this seems to be, from what I know about it's the church chaos, of state, it is for chaos. For the sake of chaos. So these are absolutes that, one, contradict each other directly. Except that they double down on them in just a second. Oh, okay. All right. So they, they mean it. It's yeah. not metaphorical for contrarian sake. They mean it. Okay. Because they also give 11 satanic rules of earth. Number one, do not give opinions or advice unless you're asked. That's a great rule, though. Yeah, I just did that. And see how it happened? So (laughs) maybe they're onto something. Yeah, yeah. Number two, do not tell your troubles to others unless you're sure they want to hear them. Therapy. That's a pretty good rule. Two for two. Sure. I'm going to contradict and say, don't keep all that shit inside. Find someone willing to do it. No, no, no. Exactly. But that's what they're saying. Don't just just walk up to somebody on the street and go, hey, man, look at, like, I'm going crazy. Uh, I just, my car broke down. I need, like, five bucks to get on the butt. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to hear that shit. Homeless person. Okay. That's just cruel. Okay. Maybe. (laughs) From one of the homeless, someone who's just recently homeless, you really don't just constantly call your friend and dump your problems on your friend. Oh, yeah. But okay. I mean, unless, you know, that person really wants to listen. Unless they want to listen to it. Yeah. Uh, three, when in another's lair, they also refer to houses as lairs, by the way. Love it. When in another's lair, show them respect or else do not go there. Three for three. Great. Three I for like three. these rules. Until you get to number four. Okay. If a guest in your lair annoys you, treat them cruelly and without mercy. <laughs> what? No. I'm doubling down. Four for four. <laughs> Here's the... I get it. I don't want that person in my house. I'm not going to go cruel and without mercy. Okay. Cruel. Cruel and without... Look, I am a... This is a... This is this is one of many adjectives to describe both... Probably all three of us. I'm real roasty. All right? So, so if you, yeah. co- you come into my house and start <laughs> talking about the, the dog piss on my floor for my roommate's dog, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come after you. All right? I'm going to make it. I'm going to I'm gonna flip it around. So you come in my house to be rude. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to hit you or anything or, like, be a, a total dick, but I will make you feel bad about yourself. So, yeah. Right. Four for four. Uh do not make sexual advances unless you're given the mating signal. Five, four, five. I like it. Five. I like it. For five. What's the mating signal? Is this, is it like a handshake? You no, put I'm your, thinking you like put a your arms up as high as you can and you go, <laughs> See, <laughs> I, I'm thinking I install a spotlight Sexy on my roof <laughs> with just like the outline of a dick and I just shine it into the sky. And I'm like, the signal's out. Who's going to come find me? Also, uh, a more subtle signal is just uh, holding your phone and swiping right. That's the... Uh, hey, hey, hey. Uh, number six, do not take that which does not belong to you unless it is a burden for the other person and they cry out to be believed. Six, four, six. Like Except that's also a Ten Commandment. Yeah, that's fine. Thou shalt not steal. Yeah, that's fine. No, it's not fine if you're if you're trying to be the antithesis of the Ten Commandments. I don't. I think it's so broad. And then also, it because here's the thing: it says "do not steal," but it gives a caveat. It's like "do not steal unless." What if they just steal bad things like cancer and bombs? You know, well, like that's this what is, it's they like. cry or out cancer to cancer bombs. <laughs> cancer bombs. <laughs> this is unless they cry out to be relieved. So at that point, it's not stealing because then the person's like, "Take this shit." Are they also talking about lives? Because it sounds like they're like, don't take something that doesn't belong Ooh. to you. Because that's the way that that's worded. It sounds like they're like, you can kill someone. Like, you can take their life if they want you to 
dude. I don't think it's supposed to be interpreted as such. I think that you are a murderer. <laughs> I uh, mean... Number seven. <laughs> Acknowledge the power of magic if you have employed it successfully to obtain your desires. What? If you okay. deny the power of magic after having called upon it with success, you will lose all you have obtained. All right. Six for seven. I'll that's, give you that. That's some OTO shit. Uh, number eight, do not complain about anything to which you need not subject yourself. This is one that I actually like. I like yeah. that a lot. I do like that one. I like, I like all that of these. so much. Uh, do not. There's, there's so many times where we're like, I had to do this thing. And there's stuff where like, you didn't have, have to, to do, do that. that. No. This is your fault. To. You made that choice. <laughs> Literally all of the complaints that I've had in the past several months have been from me. It's just me. It's me do putting. Some... So, yeah. All mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Do not complain about anything. Oh, no, wait. I just did that one. Sorry. Uh, number nine, do not harm little children. Yes. Okay. Uh, okay. Like having except, them in a house with a lion? Exactly. And then baptizing them with blood. Like, you know. Uh, uh, do not kill non-human animals unless you are attacked for your food. What? That's or a weird... for your food. Or for your food. Oh, unless okay. you are attacked or for your food. Okay. I thought you meant like you can have food. So you can't hunt. Unless you're going to eat it. Yeah. I like that rule, too. I agree 100% with that rule. Yeah. I think so, too. Unless, uh, here's the other thing, um, bugs. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to eat a bug. Here's the thing. I'm going to kill the bugs fuck out of a bug. Bugs can harm you. Like, mis- like, I'll kill mosquitoes because they can bring diseases. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll kill you any me? bug. I don't give a fuck. Or I will kill any bug. Those poisonous spiders freak me out. Paige is like a, a bug Hitler. That's what she is. <laughs> That, please don't. If anyone was going to describe I'm not going to keep something. them alive in camps. I'm just going <laughs> to kill them. I don't know why. Ugh. Oh, God. An ant farm is just a, just an ant Yeah, it is. Holocaust. Ain't no ant farms in my house. Just bug spray. Oh, good. Uh, number 11. When walking in open territory, Tori, bother no one. If someone bothers you, ask them to stop. If they do not stop, destroy them. I like it. I like it a lot. That's murder, dude. I don't think it's murder. I think it... Here's the other... I, I don't know. I think it's murdering them with words. Mm, I think you're giving this a wide berth. The thing is... More is so like, than we give almost any other call. Maybe think, because I'm on board. All right. I mean, it, it... They... The way that it's worded, like, I might agree with that. Like, if you're yeah. walking around... You're trying not to hurt people, but someone like in comes up to you. In self-defense, I get Self-defense, yeah. So they're saying like, don't hurt other people unless it's self-defense. They just word it really dramatically because they're very dramatic. All of this is worded very dramatically, like cruelly and without mercy. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I'm way more understanding of this last 11 than I am, than I am with the first nine. The first nine I've got some serious issue with, issues with. The last 11 are... Mostly rephrasing Pretty the reasonable. Wait, 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 wait. How many statements are there? Statements, there's nine. How many earth rules are there? Eleven. Statements. <laughs> nine. Earth rules. Eleven. Nine. Eleven. Do-do-do. Satan can't melt steel beams! <laughs> <laughs> I am lightheaded. Oh my god. Did you see the devil's face in that explosion? I did. Satan! Oh my god. Yeah, that's that's what's going on. Um, so 
Uh, as we mentioned, Zena, Anton LaVey's daughter, underwent the first satanic baptism. Um, and the coolest name change ever. No, that was her. She was born Zena. What? He named her Zena. Oh, my God. I will also say, uh, for those of you that want to look up what Zena looks like, it, it is spelled Z-E-E-N-A. Yeah. It's not spelled with an X like you think. Right. Just like the first time I tried to look up Anton LaVey, I looked up Antoine. Love like the way that it should be spelled. It's spelled A N T O N, and then Love is L E V A Y. Yeah, L A V E Y. Oh yeah, Love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these just spell. It's not. They're not real name. He's just making this shit up. So he's just putting it yeah, the way except, he wants. Well, here's to. the thing, though. When you have children, you get to name them. You can name them whatever you want. And he. Oh, I know. Very. It's, the, it's one of the only the reasons to have children. It's to give them all dumb names. Like I'm gonna have five children. Name them all butts. I have a question. After he baptized Zena in blood, did he shake it? I up? think it was shake just it. Water. Okay, <laughs> I don't have a record whether or not it's blood or water, but yeah, she probably did shake it up. Um, I'm also gonna have five children and name all of them George Foreman. Sounds great. Um, so there's actually three Levey children, and you can kind of, or at least three that I have records of. I'm sure there may be others, but uh, and you can tell when they started founding the church because the oldest one is named Carla. Oh, shit. <laughs> then Zena, and then their youngest son, Satan Xerxes. <laughs> <laughs> These um, are my children. That's when he Satan, re- Zena, and Carla. 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 You can tell when he like really leaned into it. Um, and so Carla and Zena were priestesses in the Church of Satan it, through their like older teens, early 20s. Um, at, until the time of their father's death, Carla LeVay, the oldest daughter, um, and a woman named Blanche Barton. Blanche? Blanche. Oh, my um, God. Basically battled it out um, after the her father's priestess? death. Yes. Mm. And it left Blanche Barton in charge and in control of all of LeVay's assets. What was this And the battle Church of like? Satan. Was um, it just a magic battle where they just like point at each other? Uh, like, oh, just pointing daggers. I want and you to understand. Yeah, they do magic by jerking it. So it's a lot if, of flicking the bean in this battle. <laughs> You're welcome. There was some magic wands, but not the one you think. Right, Ay. right. Ay. Um. So from '97 to 2001, Blanche Barton largely had control until uh, <laughs> Gilly P. Took over in 2001. She might have had control, but her name was still Blanche. Blanche. Um, so Zena has actually given a lot of... I'm sorry. I just, Her name is an amalgam of the words bland and ranch. How gross <laughs> of a fucking name. I really need to work this through everyone's brain. That's now such I'm just a... picturing her diddling herself with carrot sticks. Oh, <laughs> oh God. Dipping him, dipping him in the Blanche dressing. Oh. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I gotta give you a high five. <laughs> Blanche dressing is the best thing I've heard all day. Oh, man. Um, so Zena has actually given a lot of interviews about her father and about growing up in the church because she has since left the church for a while. Uh, she worked with the Temple of Set, which is a pagan religion that follows ancient Egyptian gods. And then, um, now she considers herself a Tibetan Buddhist. Oh, so she left? She completely left and renounced the church. Okay. So yeah. did she did, did she describe it as like, that was a younger thing. I didn't know what I was doing. Blanche or Zena? 
Zena. Zena, um, for a long time, she defended the church. She was like its most ardent defender when she was younger. Mm -hmm. And I think now she would say as she was older, she had kind of chosen to do something different and that they were very, very much a response to the time. Yeah. Well, that's particularly in the 80s and 90s during the satanic panic where they got very outspoken. Yeah, this is I mean, again, all cults are a response to something. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe we'll maybe we'll dive deep into that on like a mini thing or something. Yeah. Well, satanic panic, we should probably do like a bonus episode just on satanic panic because a lot of different cults get involved. There's also the cult panic right before it after Jonestown, which is huge. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Where literally any new religion was a cult at that point. And yeah, we also don't need new ones. Stop making new. We don't even need the old ones, if you want to be honest. Um, And to the point where people were like kidnapping cult members to reprogram them and stuff it's like crazy i mean not not that you shouldn't do that no i'm kidding (laughs) kidnapping's illegal um so as (laughs) as that's why i don't do it because the law so ashley our wonderful research assistant uh did a great job of summarizing the book of the church the church of satan's book basically the satanic bible uh, into some haikus. She said, <laughs> I summarized this into haikus because I thought it would be more entertaining than reading full blocks of text. If you're not into it, you can totally summarize from the wiki page. Uh, no, I'm going to read these haikus yeah, I'm not gonna for go, sure. I'm, I'm gonna so do, excited. I'm not going to do some nerd shit. I'm so, just going to read me a haiku. So, Like the girl that the nerd would be into. There, Sure. Uh that was technically a joke. <laughs> well, kind of. Uh, so like most other religious texts, it's divided into books within a book. Uh, so the Book of Satan, uh, the haiku is, Might makes right, good and evil, no such thing. Truth is a construct. Let's fuck now. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, that's I'm like, might makes right is dangerous philosophy. Yeah. And no such thing as good and evil, also pretty dangerous. Um, not a fan. Uh, Book of Lucifer. Don't pray. Do something. Okay, that's not terrible. I like it. Don't pray. Do something. There are no gods. Satan's not evil. Be selfish. Okay. Be selfish. I'm not. I mean, there's a lot of things I disagree with in that, but be selfish. Don't encourage selfishness. That's bad. I'm already pretty selfish, so. Yeah, but it's not a good trait. It's problematic on a societal level if we're all selfish. I guess, but we're also, actually reaping re- the rewards of that right now. Society's telling me to love myself, so yeah, that's nice. But it's more like you know. take a bubble bath, not hurt other people. Oh, is that what that means? <laughs> oh, whoops. Uh, the Book of Belial includes the Black Mass. The Book of Belly Owl. Belly Owl. Okay. Belial. Belly Owl. Black Mass and other rituals lie within both science and magic. That those things don't. That's that's some Crowley shit. That is Crowleyan to the max. Uh, And then finally, the book of the Leviathan, invocation to Satan, dark forces destroy, also invoke lust. Again, some Oteothelema bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, A lot of these end with, uh, and then we'll have sex. And then we'll have sex. Um, It's just like any conversation with a nerd. You're like, but then we'll have sex, right? Then we'll have sex. She's got armor, but it surrounds her boobs, so you can still see the nipples, but she's largely still protected from any kind of attack. If you roll the d20, she'll uh, swing her sword. 
Okay, one, don't talk shit about Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> D20, that is larger than I thought it would be. Uh, oh, hey. That's funny. Secondly, I do hate how in every video game, like, I, I always play as a dude, uh, so every time I have armor, it's just like full body, just fucking great. And then you'll have, like, uh, you'll put armor on, like, a female, and it's just like... Uh, it's just like it's uh, a bra. Yeah, it's, it's just an a bra. armor bra. It's just like a, it's just like oh, your vital organs. You, you're not going to be needing those, but yeah. we will preserve your tits. You'll get something <laughs> called like uh, yeah. Well, that's the most important part of. To a nerd, to a nerd, to a nerd. Not from me, to a nerd. Nerd boobs. <laughs> Here's. Yeah, for a man, it's just like an entire full body armor, and then to a woman, it's just like uh, it's just like nipple tassels. Jeez, you know I mean? <laughs> oh, that's all it is. It's cr- it's stupid. No, but they're nipple tassels, but they're like knives, brah. and they could shoot lasers. Okay, I kind of want these nipple tassels. <laughs> well, do you remember when Guar briefly had a female lead singer? No, and I don't even know what Guar is. What? What the fuck? What's a Guar? What? Okay, all right. Guar is a band. Uh, that is kind of a contrarian band. Like they, for a long time, their, their lead singer was named Odorous Arungus, and they're it's they dress up in crazy costumes. Odorous Arungus, are these my roommates? Hey, hey yo, yo, hey, hey. Wow. that's uh, for you when you listen in. And then for a while, they had let me find out what her name was. I mean, the band, Gwar's uh, female singer. Uh, so let's see. Oh, she was Volvatron. The the female lead singer was <laughs> yeah. Volvatron. Volvatron. Volvatron, and she it. would wear like sexy armor, and then Sex she had robot. these big fake tits that would shoot fake blood. Oh, I love it. During you That's would love cool. Guar. I am cool. astounded that you don't know who Guar is. Yeah, this sounds like the R-rated version this is of so the Flaming up Lips. your alley. I don't even know how you don't know about Guar. Yep, yep, Aww. yep. Here, here's a picture of Volvatron. But there's her shooting blood out of those fake titties. <laughs> That's amazing. I am in love. <laughs> <laughs> but I see what you mean about her armor. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's the point, though, right? It's supposed to be. Well, yeah. I mean, she couldn't shoot blood if she had armor over those fake titties. There we go. Nerds are on to something, so. Love there it. You go. Big fan. <laughs> So, yeah, so this has been the Church of Satan, which, I mean, basically it's one nerd's, you know, journey to making a giant fuck palace. Yeah. And that's a beautiful thing. Uh, I don't think we saw any beautiful facial hair today. Yeah, the only no. beautiful thing in that was Xena. Uh, I'm a fan of the lion, personally. Yeah, oh, pet yeah. lion. Is, pet lion, pretty dope. Pretty, pretty I'd solid. Be into it. That's pretty what I want to know. Ironically, don't try and pet lions because Ay. it is, oh boy. You Ay. will lose a hand and then it can only become your butler. The lion. <laughs> <laughs> because, you're the, because you're the Adam yeah, family. I love it. I love it. The lion will be like, you're in my space and you're being annoying, so I will destroy you with cruelness and no mercy. mercy. Yeah. Strike first. No mercy. That, lion Kai. <laughs> that lion is the ultimate Satanist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if you called him anything but, you'd be lying. Oh. You. <laughs> I'm playing Jerry Seinfeld music right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, yeah, it's, it's crazy. 
um, slightly less crazy than I anticipated it being. Very similar to Thelema. The more I read about it, the more I was like, so it's Thelema? <laughs> like, yeah. it's basically, it's Thelema with a a less charismatic lead. That's really what it's, like, it's, it's almost exactly that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, like, if you're going to pick one, Thelema's cooler. Like, I'm not advocating picking any of these for many reasons, but, like, if you had to... Like, gun to your head, the Lima's the cooler one. I'm just imagining, like, pledges to a cult, like a sorority. Like, you go around and you, like, sample all the cults. <laughs> oh, yeah, like, you visit each yeah. cult house and have, like, a weird conversation holding lemonade and being like, well, I'm a film major, and... <laughs> and I'm really into fake blood, so I'm kind of into I have these tits that squirt blood, so... They're like, that sounds like more of a gamify thing. <laughs> this is a very... That was a very... Insidery joke for like twelve sorority members that listen there to this. Go. Be like, I think that belongs more at the Tridel House. I don't even know. Nobody, All right. nobody shot blood out of their titties. At least not while I was in school. I don't know what the kids today are doing. Yeah, that doesn't sound like anyone who's in school is doing that. No, I mean, when I was in a sorority, it was more just like, do you want to have a pillow fight? But then also we'll order pizza, but we have to get a cheese one, or else she's gonna complain about us putting meat on things. <laughs> You guys are different. I didn't. So first of all, I didn't go to college. College like you guys did. Missed out. Uh, I don't think so. No, no college was fucking great. I, I think hated it. I think I did great. Uh, I also my entire like late high school career was just like, all right, how can I sleep as much as possible? Oh, that was my college career. Yeah, it was great. No, my high school was great. I I was like uh I was I had two classes as a TA, and one of them was technically not, like, I wasn't supposed to be a TA. I was mm. supposed to be retaking the class, <laughs> but the teacher just let me do what I wanted and just take the tests, and it was amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, I also, uh, I, was a, I was a TA for another person, and then I had, like, two classes in a drama class, so I was able to just leave for four periods out of the day and sleep in, like, the back of the stage. It was great. I had a great time. It's really amazing. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I am the college. Like, I had a great sorority experience. I know some people didn't. I had an awesome one. Uh, still love and enjoy my sisters. See them on a regular basis. Including? Including Marie. Marie. Yeah. We miss you and love you, Marie. I texted her info about a thing that's going on at my work because she's following it. Like, yeah. Hey, like a news story. Yeah. Who? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that I can't talk about. Oh, here, yeah. I want to hear like, more about that too. But it's it's been real fun updating Marie. Um, yeah. But we miss Marie. We'll go visit her soon. I don't know if we'd be able to record. Oh, we might be able to set something we'll up. We'll try and I figure could. something out. Uh, if you like the sound of my crazy voice and my ridiculous puns and the blood coming out of her boobs and hey. my blood tits. <laughs> <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter at Paige Wesley or on Instagram at Rampage Wesley. And please join all of our fun stuff on Facebook. I'm on Facebook as well. Oh, yeah. We got the uh, Cult Podcast Facebook group. If you like the sound of the stupid things I say all the time. And your blood tits. And my blood titties. I don't know why I did that for so long. Uh, if you like all of those things about me. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at Mondo Does Stuff. And as a special shout out, I was on a podcast recently called Geek Sauce. It's literally just called Geek Sauce. It sounds like the things that these people were making when they were doing magic. You know what I mean? Roll I'm D20 to make a bechamel. Well, here's the thing. 
It's a Dungeons and Dragons podcast. <laughs> yeah. But are you making sauces? I'm interested in the sauce part. I actually was. I played a four-armed troll named Treps- Trespin or Trepson. I think it's Trespin. Um, who was his entire focus was to try and lead the game party into the enemy that they were supposed to defeat. Instead, I stole most of their gold. Uh, I I betrayed them no more than two times. (laughs) And I became the leader of a group called the Cult of Dragons for about five minutes. It's a really fun time. If you want to listen to it, it's got my very good buddy, uh, Patrick Collins. It's called Geek Sauce. I'll post a link into probably the Facebook page and also on my Instagram uh, and my Twitter, which again is Mondo Does Stuff, M A N D O Does Stuff. Nerd. <laughs> <laughs> if you like the sound of my sweet voice, uh, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Sundress Comic. And I also have a podcast about love that both Paige and Mondo have been on. Very good show. It's really fun. It's called Andrea Loves Everybody. So go check that out. Uh, and thank you guys so much for listening. And stuff. Of course. Yeah, her podcast is amazing. And uh, one of the most recent episodes is with my very, 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 very good friend and current roommate, Dominic Angel. Yeah. It's a very a good, sad episode. It's pretty dark. <laughs> There have been yeah. a couple sad episodes, but they've been really good. Oh, yeah. The episode that comes out this week is uh, I interview someone that I dated. Oh, wow. On the, on the podcast. I've got yeah. somebody who might want to be on your podcast, but oh, I'll tell really? you about it after. Okay, yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah. I'm so excited. Mm-hmm. Perfect. And if you like our show and our the, the combination of our stupid voices, yeah. also, you described your voice as sweet, and I love it. Literally everything about you is sweet. You're just, a, you're just a very nice person. <laughs> Thanks, Mondo. We're, we're the same level of evil on the inside. I'm the closest to being famous as I have ever been, and I've gotten that way by insulting people. Yeah. Exactly. Thank you. Thank That's, you. Uh, thank you for your consideration, network that we're not going to talk about. <laughs> if you like our thing show, that we're praying for that probably won't happen. Oh yeah, we are we are together doing our own magic rituals, trying to <laughs> will this into existence. We are both up for an opportunity, and Paige sent me an article, or not an article. She sent me Paige sent me a text message the other day where I said, "So what do we do now?" And she said. Uh, I don't know. I guess just make a vision board and start practicing cum matching. <laughs> <laughs> Is that why there's all these splatters of blood in this room? I was joking uh, about the vision board. Um, <laughs> I was joking about both of it. Um, yeah, that, it'd be very cool if it happened. It's probably not going to happen. But yeah, it'd be very cool not. if it did. It's, it's one of those things where... You get really, this happens a lot when you live in LA. You get really close to getting something cool and then it doesn't happen. So you get to be like excited for like three weeks and then be like, well, I guess I am going to work today. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I spent a week and a half filming a pilot that never came out. And at the end of a week and a half of work, I had to go back to Jimmy John's. (laughs) I had to go back to the job that I had. So anyway, I'm sorry. If you like, if you like the combination of our sweet, stupid, and very mean voices, (laughs) Uh, You can follow us on Instagram at Colt Podcast. At Colt Podcast Show on Twitter. You can join our Facebook group, which is popping on. It's so much fun in there. It's pretty cool. Yeah, there's. I can't wait to see the memes from this episode. Oh, they're going to be day. There's just going to be a bunch of Gilly P quotes on that owl from Rocket Doodle. It's going to be great. 
Uh, there's a couple of questions that you have to answer. The answers aren't super important. We're just weeding out anybody that could be... We're weeding out creeps, but also I just like knowing what you think. Yeah, of course. Um... And if you want to send us your skull or titties that shoot blood, uh, go ahead. <laughs> please, <laughs> please. Please. Go ahead and send those to 3756 West Avenue, Florida. Florida. 3756 West Avenue, 40, Sweet K, number 237. Like, like the, the Shining. Los Angeles, California, 90065. Also, don't send blood via FedEx because I just found out the other day that all FedEx packaging has a little thing on it that says uh, don't send illegal products or blood. Oh, <laughs> Specifically man. blood through I wanted FedEx. vials of titty blood. <laughs> uh, if you'd like to send us an email, which is like anything, a question, comment, yeah, yeah. anything like that, go ahead and send that to coltpodcastshow at gmail.com and like always you can uh, rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you listen. We we very much would appreciate that. Yeah or I mean if you don't have the time to do that open up your window and go Colt Podcast is a great show. Yeah or just stop a stranger on the street and be like yo do you like podcasts? And just tell them about it. <laughs> but I will warn you if you annoy them they will destroy you. Yeah <laughs> destroy you. I actually get all my podcast recommendations from Homeless strangers on the street. There was so. a homeless stranger on Fairfax that used to recommend movies all the time, so I don't doubt that. He would like just new movies. No, no. It was almost as if he was shouting his Facebook profile at you. He'd be like, "Hello, I think Casino the movie wasn't that bad. Can I have a dollar?" Actually, no, it was Waterworld. I think Kevin Costner's Waterworld is underrated. I Can think I Kevin Costner's Waterworld is underrated. <laughs> It was You're our wrong. You're very wrong. This it's is actually a... how they met Paige and Mondo. <laughs> <laughs> he had gills the whole time. <laughs> it's it's wet max. That's Wait, what it is. Wait, is that it's what happened? It is wet max. It's wet max. I it's don't Mad remember max him from... having gills. He had gills? Yeah, that was the whole thing is they pull back his neck and he's adapted to it because he has gills. Oh, yeah. fuck. I wet max. <laughs> Max wetness. Oh, oh God. water world colon. No, it's wet max colon water world. Is what oh, it should be. Man. Oh man, this has gone off the rails. Well, we need to wrap it up. So yeah. uh, I'm gonna say, don't drink the titty blood. <laughs> <laughs> don't drink anything anyone that looks like Anton Lavey hands you. Oh, it's <laughs> definitely roofies. Yeah. Uh, and don't drink the Kool Aid. Bye. Bye. Bye.